What is up, guys, and welcome to Making Moves with Mikey. This is your host, Mikey Messina. I hope everyone has been great. Today's podcast, I have a special guest. His name is Marcus Guzman. What's up, Marcus? How's it going? Chilling, man. Chilling. Speaking to him all the way from Nevada, Las Vegas, and uh, Marcus (laughs) Guzman. So a couple credits. Let me run this guy down real quick. He is a... Southeast San Diego native uh, from the neck of the woods of Paradise Hills. He is uh, currently serving our country in the Air Force branch. He is an airman. Um, I I don't really get ranks or anything like that, but like what what rank are you at the moment? Uh, I'm an E4, so it's considered a senior airman. A senior airman. You've been in the military for how long? For about five years now. Five years. Yeah. So last year you made the you made the choice to re-enlist. Uh no, it's actually two, uh two years ago. Okay. Oh, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Oh, so, so it's not every four uh, years. Uh no. So I hit my four years back on October of 2018 because uh-huh. um, I I enlisted in January of 2015. Oh shoot. So I hit that point. So yeah, they don't like they tell you like a few months prior to like, if yeah. you want to like reenlist or not. Yeah. And then you have to give him like at least six months or maybe a year notice. So I was like, yeah, yeah I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> See when another four years will take me. <laughs> Absolutely. And for all of you guys that don't know, Marcus is a topics <clears throat> brother. Uh, he's one of my good friends, one of my best friends actually. And uh, for someone who serves in our military and, uh, is doing everything he can really for our country and, and our freedom. I wanted to just have him on a podcast to really share his experiences. He's been around the world. Uh, he's going to continue to travel and uh, someone I, I look up to, you know, as a friend uh, and, and you taking the effort to really do what you're doing. Cause you know, that's a lot of bravery, bravery that's involved. And, you know, just thank you for that. Oh man, proud to serve, man. Yeah, man. I just saw you not too long ago too. I saw him uh, in Vegas when I went with uh, Victoria, so he oh, was yeah. able to hang out with us for a little bit. <laughs> Good um, times. <laughs> but before I dive into the actual podcast itself, I just want to ask: uh, How were you able to make moves for yourself today? Oh, so today was actually I had a really productive day. It was actually a solid day today. I didn't get up early enough that I wanted to. I wanted to get up yeah. at five just to get myself back in a routine again. But I that's not up. early enough for you. Five? No, I yeah. usually get up at I usually get up at four. Dang. <laughs> oh heck. <laughs> I got tired right when you said five o'clock. <laughs> like four yeah, o'clock? Usually, yeah, I'm usually up like four, four thirty. But yeah. um but yeah, um I started like my day or like around nine. I usually mm-hmm. have like a cup of coffee and then I'm usually like reading, you know, educating mm-hmm. myself about what's going on. Yeah. And then, so I'm in school right now, so I just go right into school. Yeah. Got myself ahead of everything. Um currently taking two classes right now. The one's a pre cal class and the other one is like a biochem class. Okay. So I'm focusing on that right now. Damn. Um, 
but on top of that, I'm also studying for promotion too, which, um, yeah, that's a handful too. So usually start at nine, took a break yeah. from here and there, went grocery shopping, uh, got myself ready for the week. Um, yeah. I needed some tires for my car, so I did all that. Dang, you got a lot of stuff. <laughs> did you work today? Yeah. No, 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 no. What do you think? Oh. I got this beard going on. <laughs> oh, dang. So you just got a bunch of stuff done for the house and yourself, Yeah. Huh? No, okay. no work. Uh, no work today. Actually, I'm not going back to work until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of time off right now. I haven't been at work for like a month now. Dang. Why haven't you been at work for a month? Uh, so uh, so I was deployed. Uh-huh. Know, yeah, I was deployed back in October. I just got right, back right. about a month now. So we had to quarantine here and there. And then so once you like in process, so I work in a hospital. So you're in process. And once you're in process, it gets basically you establish yourself back into like, um, so your basic workflow, getting you back to like our system here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's what's called R&R, where uh, recovery and rehabilitation, they, mm-hmm. they give you like two weeks of free leave. So but you have to stay in the local area though. So dang. Uh, so two weeks like, of quarantine, two weeks yeah. of R&R. So basically a month. <laughs> yeah and when you were out there uh covid hit when you were out where you were deployed right where were you deployed again for uh, ones that don't know so i was deployed to abu dhabi, abu dhabi. but i usually tell people dubai because it sounds cooler that way <laughs> so it's probably easier to have someone be like oh yeah dubai so yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so i was there uh, i was supposed to be there for october to april but i got extended due to yeah. the whole pandemic so yeah, well, glad you made it home safe and and you're okay yourself. And we got to yeah. hang out, you know, and everything was yeah. fine and dandy. We got yeah. tested too when we got back, and everything was <laughs> kosher. Let me tell you that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's hey, you made multiple moves today. That's awesome. I did, and yeah. then on top of that, um, studied for promotion, mm-hmm. and then got everything settled for this podcast. So yeah. yeah. You mentioned you mentioned school. Um, I, I didn't know yeah. you were currently taking courses right now, but what are you taking school for? Uh, so for a lot of people that don't know, um, I'm actually applying to go to PA school, so mm-hmm. physician assistant school. So most of my studies are mostly um, towards that mm-hmm. avenue. So I just need two classes to apply. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going to be applying through the Air Force. So mm. um, so I'm going to do it that way. But that's usually my goal towards what I'm aiming for. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, obviously, we're, we're talking a lot about uh, Marcus's time in the military and uh, him serving the country. And that's really wanted, why I wanted him on this podcast is to speak a little bit on it without really jeopardizing you know, what you do <laughs> and whatnot. But I really just wanted you to take uh, me and the audience through the lens of someone that serves in the military so um, yeah. i guess my first question that i really wanted to ask you marcus is why what motivated you to join the military so i wouldn't say like what i'm gonna say who motivated me so coming mm-hmm. from a family that's military uh, obviously my dad was in the mm-hmm. military he was mm-hmm. in the navy and my brother is currently in the military too he's serving too um but usually it's always been in the back of my mind ever since like high school but i just never really like thought about it like too much i just wanted to you know be that normal teenager just want to go out have fun you know try to make like a living for myself because i was very independent at that time yeah but my brother actually motivated me he put me he put me aside and asked me like 
asked me what I wanted to be like when I want to do the rest of my life. I was like, I thought about joining the military. He's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're out here having fun and whatnot. I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, it's not going to, it's not going to take you anywhere. You got to do something. It's like, I know you talked about military here and there. It's like, you got to do it. I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then I ended up doing it. I told him what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to do anything else. So he kind of like pushed me towards it, kind of motivated me. He motivated yeah. me about, like travel, school, mm-hmm. which I'm able to do. So I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. And here am I, I'm at right now. Shout out to your older brother, man. Kuya yeah. right there, man. Right, right, right. Uh, your, your older brother is in the Air Force also, right? Yeah, he is. That's awesome. How long has he been in? Uh, good question. He might, oh, 15 years, I think. 15. Give, give or take. Yeah. yeah. He and recently dad... just made master, so. Hey. So basically, that's go. like East. Congrats. Seven. Yeah. yeah. What, what branch was your dad in? My dad was in the Navy. Navy, okay. And you yeah, guys just decided to go Air Force from there, huh? Yeah. Well he actually said not, he said not to join the Navy. He was like, go to the Air Force. I was like, okay. Yeah. Go to the Air Force. <laughs> You'll be at sea. We'll be in the air. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you talked about it a little bit. You said you were in the middle medical field. Uh yeah. what is your primary job? Uh so through the Air Force, they call it four and uh basically the aerospace medical tech. So basically mm-hmm. it's I mean, it's equivalent to in the Navy, it's a corpsman, in the Army, it's a combat medic. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I normally do is, so I work outpatient, so basically clinic. Mm-hmm. So basically, I work the regular Monday through Friday, weekends off, that um, eight, nine hours um, a day. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, right now, I'm in a hospital, but I work with geriatrics, so geriatrics, like elderly patients. Okay. I, so, but I haven't been doing that since um, I was gone for a while, but I usually see active duty to see them for what's wrong with them. Um, sometimes I'm EMT certified too. So basically you drive the ambulance around, you yeah. basically take control of like any like trauma that goes down. Um, mm-hmm. That's when I was deployed though. So any trauma, but I've seen quite a few interesting things, but yeah, it was basically an experience. I was out there. Yeah. I mean, it comes, it comes with a job, man. Yeah, the job to to be ready for uh, different mm-hmm. things that you see and different things that you experience, man. Yeah. I, I highly commend you for for what you do. Uh, you served in a lot of places right now, and I, as I said in the beginning, you're currently in Nevada. But yeah. where did you serve, uh, state wise, and maybe places you've been deployed? So, um, so station, I was at Hill Air Force Base, mm-hmm. uh, Utah, for about three years now. And then um, I've only been there. I've been, but I've been like TDY, so temporary duty, uh, duty for like training. It's mm-hmm. like in Texas. Yeah. Um, my first deployment was in Ali Al Salim, which was in Kuwait. That was a that was a great experience too. Um, How long were you out there? Six months. Six months. Yeah. Usually we do six six month rotations. Uh-huh. So six months, and then they give you like depending if you want to go for if you want to go again usually you they pick they pick by like um they give you like a number mm-hmm. and then like if you're like the rotation if it falls from like october to july that's your rotation or like from january to july that's your rotation so um so i was from there and then recently to abu dhabi or you can say dubai <laughs> was dubai uh six months as well it was six months, but it okay. turned into eight months because of the delay. And that's, they called it a stop movement. 
Yeah. So that's usually, yeah. Damn, that was a bummer. You were supposed to be back in April. I remember that. And then you ended I, up coming back, what, late June or early July? Early June. Early June. Early June, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that feel, like, for your day to just be pushed back and find out that you have to be here a couple months later? Man, so it was it was kind of, like, uh, it was kind of frustrating uh-huh. because, like, you're, like, you're expected to go home. You want to go home now. You've done your time. And then now but things get pushed. It's just like, now you just have to like stick to it. You have to, so you just have to suck it up. So what they call it in Abu Dhabi is like, when you arrive, they say, welcome, Mm. embrace the suck. (laughs) So I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means until I got there. I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. I'll figure out. I'll figure out. I got six months to figure that out. And then get there. I was like, oh damn, this kind of sucks. Yeah. (laughs) You got to embrace it. <laughs> and when you got there, so for you guys that don't know, Marcus had this clock that was just timing down. And we would very frequently just FaceTime each other here and there. And I'd always ask him, like, hey, when are you coming back? And he's like, Don't, don't, don't ask me those questions, man. Don't <laughs> don't remind me how long I have to be here. And yeah. uh very so often he'll show me his phone and show the days and the months that have lapsed. So I, I could feel the pain, man, for them to say, hey, I know you hit zero on that timer, but you got to reset that bad boy again, you know? Yeah. So I like, so I had it on my iPad and then, yeah. so I had it set for like April. And then uh-huh. once I, once I found out like, uh, that we were getting like delayed, we didn't even have a date on when we were leaving. Honestly, yeah. it, it, it was indefinite. It was like, oh, we don't know when you're going. You just, you just tell you when. I was like what the hell and then you know i just i just stopped it i just threw my ipad away well i didn't really throw it away but you know i just threw it i just got (laughs) (laughs) not literally but you know i I put it away (laughs) yeah i put it away but uh yeah and then they gave me a notice like maybe 10 days probably you're going home on this day i was like nope i'm not working (laughs) i'm not working anymore i'm done (laughs) yeah yeah because that could have i mean depending on how bad the cases were with COVID over there, you probably would have had to stay longer. I would assume, especially since you work in the medical field, right? In the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. In the hospital. So it's funny because stuff didn't, st- uh, I think it, everything started happening here in like March, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, but March here in the U S from what I, yeah. from, from where I remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but over there stuff didn't really pick up until like mid April. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because they were still having people like come in and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. like, I guess like people were catching it. It's like, oh, okay, this is serious now. So yeah. So we started taking like necessary precautions, and whatnot, wearing the mask, and mm-hmm. uh, doing the whole like, what is that called? They have like, and so at every grocery store, they have that little like, plus that plastic glass. Yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> is that yeah, they call them sneeze guards. <laughs> yeah. Sneeze guards. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but yeah, we had that. We started putting that up, but we didn't put mm-hmm. that up until like the last two weeks I was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like, okay, it's cool. Dang. So talk about that real quick. Cause you were there when COVID had happened. How did you stay sanitized and, and really quarantined like from all of the people that had cases? I, did, I mean, did you have cases? Maybe that should be my first question. Were there cases in the hospital that you worked at? Uh, yeah, we had, we ended up having cases back in like, so like I said, like mid April, uh-huh. that's usually when we started having cases now. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we, we, we're very sanitized when we're out there. We're always hand sanitizing, washing our hands uh, yeah. every time. But so we started doing even more now where they started like, you know, they started like hounding us down every time we like wash our hands. We have to wear the necessary PPE yeah, every yeah. time. Uh, whenever they're having like symptoms, like if someone comes in for like a cold or whatnot, mm-hmm. we have to wear the necessary PPE. So there's usually like myself when I go in there to talk to the patient, it's, uh, yep, we got a gown up. Um, sometimes if someone comes in for like musculoskeletal issues, so for mm-hmm. example, like someone comes in for a rolled ankle, uh, I mean, normally we don't put on PPE, but if they start complaining about like upper respiratory stuff, we're like, all right, we got to, this guy has a rolled ankle, but he has a cold too. So we got PPE. <laughs> oh, dang. That's crazy. Yeah. They're really divvying things out. Right. Unless it was yeah. like COVID related. They're like, yeah, uh, we can hold off on that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it started getting serious after that one patient that we got and we're like, all right, you know, we're just going to gown up for whatever. If you think it's COVID. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, man. It's crazy. You know, I mean, we could obviously go into a whole tangent of how COVID's affecting us and whatnot, but um, if you can just spare me and the audience, a real quick education piece on the N95 mask. What are N95 masks? So the N95 mask is like just this mask that's going to protect you against like all the molecules that you, um, so the regular mask that you wear, um, so basically it is it protects you from all the bacteria but usually with the n95 it's like it has like a seal to it around the, the mask where it, it fully protects you yeah that's and like how big and why do they call it n95 so so it's like a respiratory mask so 95 percent of the time it's you're protected Boom. We were in Vegas and he was like, that's why it's called N95. I was like, what? You know, I don't know that shit. So that's crazy, man. But yeah. other than that, um, other than places that you serve, and we talked a little bit about that, what rank are you most proud of that you've earned? Because you've been in the service for six years, you said. Uh, five years. But, five years, uh, five years. Yeah. So I'm currently testing for uh, E5 right now. But mm-hmm. I, uh, but the rank that I like right now is uh, where I'm at right now. Honestly, reason why is I mean, it's a great rank. Like it's like you have like leadership roles, and you're kind of like in the middle of it too. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like guiding the new airmen, but it's building me as like putting myself in like leadership position and whatnot. So I kind of mm-hmm. like where I'm at right now. But uh, I'm grateful for this rank. Uh, basically, it was given to me. Yeah, I didn't actually like really earn it. So yeah. the next rank I'm actually going to earn. So that's awesome. Yeah. What what rank is it? Uh, which one? The, the one I'm rank that you currently have. Oh, E4. So E4. senior airman. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Yeah. And being in the Air Force, um, well, I mean, just being in the Air Force, I'm sure you get in contact with other people that are in other branches. But talk to me about some special people you've met because I'm sure there's a lot of special people that have like stories and whatnot, but, you know, talk to someone that's like influential to you and you're like, dang, like, you know, I ended up extending or staying because I met this person and this is exactly why I'm doing this. Yeah. Anyone in so, mind? um, I do. I have a lot of people in my, honestly. So yeah. I, so I have like great influencers, like, through my whole like air force career um mm-hmm. they actually came from like doctors actually so oh. they try to like convince me to like pursue what i want to do okay. um but i meet people around the world like i met uh, a lot of people from like 
New York, from Florida, from someone that was born in Jamaica, mm-hmm. but came out here to the States and ended up joining, um, from France, there's a lot of people from Texas, uh, but there's a lot, honestly, um, they've been, the, they have obviously influenced me in a lot of ways, like, although, like, so I asked them, like, why do you continue to serve even if you're, like, you're going through all this stress and everything? I guess it's motivation uh, that helps, uh, like, serving their country is a big one, and also the stability, and then, I guess, um, they uh, they feel a sense of, like, um, reward for doing it, you know what I mean? So it kind of, like, uh, motivated me to, like, actually continue serving because, um, I don't know, as cliche as it may sound, like I work in healthcare, so it kind of like, I like, I like helping people. So that's the reason why I want to continue. And it's more, um, Air Force has given me a lot of opportunities. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you help people on a national level, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just helping a community, you're helping the world. Yeah. And that's yeah. what's, that's just crazy. In, in, in hindsight, you know, and as, as cliche and corny as it may sound, you're a superhero, you know, compared to like Marvel and, and DC or whatever it is. Like you, you wanted to do this for your country and, and you're doing it, you know, you're, you're meeting people that influence you to continue to drive that, that it factor to keep you wanting to go. So yeah, yeah. man. Hey, you're Captain America, man. <laughs> Cap- Captain M America. You know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, tell us a tell us a funny story. Tell us a funny story that you experienced that you could you could only experience in the military. Oh man! Uh, I mean, at least something that where you won't get in trouble. You know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, let me see. Let me think. Let me look into the. Let me look into Pandora's box. Yeah. Uh, so I guess all like my funny experiences happened at uh, boot camp or basic training, as you can say. Yeah. Uh, so. And basic training, they teach you how to march. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you know a lot about marching. Yeah. But so what they did was um, they have us sit down and they try to show us like marching. So they had someone to demonstrate how to march. So okay. he was calling. <laughs> so this, this is the hard part because like you you can't laugh because you know in basic uh, and basic military training if you laugh you're gonna get in trouble they pull you 341 341 is like a slip or like it's like a demerit where you get a warning and then you'll get like a talking to and it's, it's just it's like that but anyways oh, um, heck no it's like soccer where they pull yeah. out red flags yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that yeah. but uh, anyway so he pulled someone <laughs> if i can remember his name his, his name was uh wilkerson so he, yeah. they pulled him they, i still remember it they pulled him and demonstrated how to march so when you march uh you know how you're supposed to um so you go with your left leg and you're supposed to lead with your opposite hand. Right, right, right. So I guess oh. he was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I could already picture this, bro. <laughs> so I guess, I guess so he was calling out commands. So I guess yeah, when yeah. he was marching, he, he stepped forward with his left foot. But again, he followed with his left arm. So he was kind of like walking. <laughs> like a penguin. <laughs> Only in the military, bro. man. <laughs> I love and the hardest thing was just like holding in your lap because yeah there was like <laughs> there was like there was multiple mtis just watching and then they know we're gonna uh, they knew we we're gonna laugh but we were just like, like <laughs> oh so they were it, it was a training exercise 
no 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 no. like they knew they didn't know they didn't know that was gonna happen <laughs> honestly they did not know it was gonna happen they they literally they're literally just trying to show us like oh this is how you demonstrate they just picked someone from rando and they demonstrated that someone's gonna march oh obviously, man obviously he made a mistake in towards just walking like a damn penguin like, oh, yeah yeah <laughs> what an example man <laughs> so <laughs> But I mean, I tried so hard not to laugh. It's just, like, I ended up looking at the ground. Yeah. Just don't look. Um, I mean, I can only imagine that like, everyone's at attention, maybe, and they just call this guy, and you guys are just watching this dude. And yeah, we're literally just watching. And he's just day. busting penguin walks. Yeah. Like. And, then, and then I can remember, I can remember, he was like, What are you doing? Do it correctly. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that was like the funniest thing that's like I ever happened throughout my yeah. sports career i think that's yeah till this day i think still sucks <laughs> so a lot of people that may be wanting to get into the military obviously have to go through boot camp yeah how was that experience for you oh it's i think it was really easy i think uh everyone just goes in there with like a, a different mindset every time i guess for me when my brother went through it um he kind of told me everything that went on already and i had other friends that went through it too so they kind of like Tell me about like what to expect and like what to do and everything. But it's yeah. like honestly, it's just a mental game. Honestly, is it just um, like straight yelling at you and just trying to test your ability to stay strong and overcome like distractions, pretty much? Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how it is now. Like it, everything changed, but um, but it, it it should be the same way. Where like you get yelled at here and there, you got to follow orders. Yeah. They they try to break you down. But okay. I mean, all you have to do is just get through it, yeah. honestly. Uh, so one person told me, um, don't let them remember your name. Don't even let them know your name. That's what the first thing they told me. Because if they know your name, they pick on you. And then it just sucks for like the eight weeks. So one of the MTIs didn't know my name until like the sixth week. Yeah. How so, long is but, it? How long is boot camp? Uh, eight and a half weeks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But. At there, at six weeks, you're just sailing at that point. Yeah. Because usually the it's zero week, and then I think at week four, mm-hmm. they'll, I mean, they'll start breaking you down from there, but they become a little bit more lenient there because you're about to graduate. You're just like, okay, so you're good. Yeah. So, but it was really easy. If I mean, for those that want to join, I mean, you'll get through it. Just It's just all a mental game, honestly. What made anyway. it easy for you? Uh, what made it easy for me? So I was already physically active. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not physically active, you can't run, you can't do push or sit ups, and you're gonna have a hard time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was all a piece of cake for me. Me, I mean, no, uh, just listening, following orders, just getting day by day, telling. That's all. Very easy. <laughs> just listening to orders, pretty much. Just listening to orders. Do this, do that. This, this, this. I was like, yeah, hey, got it, you got it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> you say that, you stay fit, and you'll get by. Yeah, you will get by. Just <laughs> honestly, but there is some studying that you got to do. You got to read a book and you got to take the test at the end, but it's really easy. I mean, if I can do it, anybody else can do it. Thousands of other people can do it. Then anyone can do it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's dope, man. With, uh, with being in the military, you know, you see movies here and there with like ration that you have to eat if you're at war or maybe good food if, you know, you're on a ship or whatever it is. But what is one of the best food you've had in the military? Seafood. 
Seafood? Crab, le- <laughs> crab legs. <laughs> Get out. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, seriously. Like it was part of the menu. Like it was on the menu to eat crab legs? Yeah. When exactly did they serve that? Uh, I think on Sundays. So it was a weekly thing? Yeah, on Sundays. Get out. This wasn't at yeah. boot camp, though. This is, has to be like... Oh, no, 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 no. It's not at boot camp. Well, uh, they had dessert at boot camp. But no, 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 not not crab legs at boot camp. Yeah, Dude, but once you leave, once you leave boot camp, I mean, they'll they'll have crab legs. Oh, you're just living the life because I know you love your <laughs> crab legs. Oh, bro, I love it. Yeah, we go in on crab legs. Let me tell you, we go to Crab Hut, boiling crab. We go to Barona, have a, have a seafood buffet. He's he is stacked with those crab legs. Let me tell you, we're supposed to get uh, crab legs here when you're here, but nope. I know <laughs> they didn't have it. it. They didn't have it, man. It's whack. Uh, well, on the opposite of that, or on the opposite of that, I'm sorry. What's the worst food you had? MREs. What the hell is that? <laughs> Meals ready to eat. So they come in like a package. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, well, there's like a myriad of them, like zero through whatever. But they can be anything. I always get the, um, I think it's a meatball sub. Yeah. That's what I always get. But it's not actually a meatball. So basically, it's a like a container. It's like a plastic container, mm-hmm. and then it's like a pouch, and then there's meatballs in it, and they have bread. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> so basically, <laughs> so so how you cook it is um, they have this um, this heating pad on there, and then I guess uh, you have to put water in it. You have to. Uh, it's been a while since I had an MRE, but um, so it's like a heating pad. You put water in it, and and then you put the um, the meatball on right there, you let it sit on top of it and it will start heating up and then it'll start steaming. And that's when you're ready to eat it. Oh, hell. you lost me at water, bro. Like water with <laughs> meatballs. That's crazy. When would you eat this type of food? Uh, well, you're supposed to eat it when you're, uh, deployed. You're, okay. You're in a hostile environment like that. But so it was crazy because, um, when we had the whole pan- uh, pandemic and mm-hmm. it went over there to, um, uh, Abu Dhabi they had to close they were thinking about closing the dining facility and thinking of just giving us MREs so oh. uh, so no yeah so we all started panicking we we're like no 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 no, yeah. no, no, no don't uh, do that don't do that <laughs> a pandemic happened within yeah. itself <laughs> yeah, because like, water oh. meatballs were going to be on the menu tonight <laughs> yeah but there's like different ones they have like lasagna mm-hmm. but it's not actual lasagna it's like sauce and stuff in it and oh I mean if you, Honestly, people like it, honestly. Really? I, yeah, there's a lot of people that enjoy it. I mean, what are you going to do, though? I mean, that's like the only food that you have out in an event where an emergency yeah. happens or, you know, you're out at war or yeah. whatever it is. So. Yeah. Funny thing is, you can actually buy it in the commissary. Seriously? Yeah, you can actually buy it in the commissary. We got to try that then the next time. Oh, yeah. You got to have an up. MRE ready for me the next time I visit you, bro. Uh, well, yeah. When I go to Cali, I'll definitely I'll buy you. I'll get you a meatball set. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the water out. <laughs> so how has how uh, being in the military uh, really affected your life today? Um, so, I mean, just being away from family, honestly, that's affected my life. But uh, everything has been smooth sailing for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, knowing me, I'm very independent. So, yeah. I mean, uh, actually affected my life in actually a great way. I've never, I've been to places that I don't think I'll ever be. 
like mm-hmm. that I've ever thought about going to. Um, I had a lot of great experiences. Never yeah. thought I'd live in Utah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm in Utah. Um, yeah, it made me get back on track to uh, what I'm really like, uh, what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of opened my eyes to a lot of things. So, uh, yeah. It made you mature a lot faster. It made you really, it gave you that, that tunnel vision to your, your goal that you want to achieve. Yeah. So, so you said that it, it really affected the way that, uh, you were with your family. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, so, um, I've never actually like lived on my own like okay. before until after joining the military. Uh-huh. But I mean, I think at the first part, I think it was kind of like one of those where like you felt like homesick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever had that before, but yeah, like, yeah. I think the first year, year and a half of me being in, I felt like really homesick. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really like, I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good decision, blah, blah, blah. But after like um, keeping in touch with my family, like you usually call each other like every Sundays or sometimes every Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been It's been really easy now to the point where like, thanks to like FaceTime and everything or like Skype, it's been really easy doing that. So I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, knowing you ever since we were younger, I know your family is very tight knit, you know, and, and, yeah. and a lot of reasons for why you're doing what you're doing now is it stems off of what your family's accomplished in life and what they want for you. Right. So um, how often or how important is it for you to be in contact with your family and how often does that happen for you? Uh, so funny thing is, so actually when I was deployed a lot, they actually contacted me like every other day to the point where like I'm working. Oh yeah. So like, hey, why? I was like, mom, why are you calling me? Yeah. Was, I'm at work. I, yeah. I just wanted to see how you're doing. I was like, I'm fine. And yeah. then like, <laughs> so everything, the whole, you know, about like what happened in January, mm-hmm. uh, about the whole like Iran and everything. Yeah. Immediately, immediately phone call. I was like, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Back <laughs> to just, back to back. Well, I yeah. mean, that, that was a scare. That was a scare for yeah. us too, you know, all the friends at home. Yeah. So we, we were actually like across the ocean from them. Yeah. So they like, so they just wanted to see how I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. So and just so- general, general understanding of what happened there without really going into it so much and jeopardizing your job. What did happen, which caused the scare? Um. So I guess like, they uh we were following in the news a little bit and then they were targeting like certain areas mm-hmm. and then one of the targets was one of us but we were at we were like low risk mm-hmm. but then again we're still even if you say low risk there's a high possibility we'll probably get hit too yeah so um yeah that's probably the reasons why that caused the scare yeah because they knew because like out my my dad watches the news a lot Mm-hmm. So he knew where I was at and he was like, Oh, that's where uh, Marcus is. And yeah, that's straight up where I got that phone call. Yeah, man. Causes a scare um, for sure. Cause you had just left like a couple months before, right? Uh, yeah. Um, other than that, we family and I, we keep in contact a lot, especially my older brother. He yeah. keeps in contact with me a lot too. Yeah. So we, I mean, we FaceTime each other every other day, just to try to see how we're doing with that. That's good, man. Yeah. Hey, it's important. Family, family is the backbone to a lot of things that we do in life. So it's yeah, very important. Uh, how much longer do you plan on, on serving? Oh, see, uh, that's a good question. Um, so right now I got five. 
Uh, I got five in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re-enlisted for four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, I'm liking it so far. A lot of people get out because, I mean, they just don't like uh, their job or, like, mm-hmm. being part of, like, just that military environment. So, I mean, everyone has a reason why they get out. But, I mean, I'm liking it so far. I'm trying to make it a career at this point. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. I'm trying to go for 20, but um, but we'll see at this point. I can't, I'm not going to guarantee it. But yeah. uh, that's the plan, hopefully. Yeah. Well, you're about a fourth in, you know, and your brother's about a third in. So you definitely have an example there for you to show you the ropes yeah. and tell you what it is if you decide to go into it. But uh, how do you see your future with the military and it? achieving your your actual goal of going through the medical field so the ultimate goal that i have for myself is being Mm -hmm. a pa so a physician assistant so Mm -hmm. um air force has programs for me to actually pursue that Mm -hmm. uh, which i so i plan on doing it through them so it would be uh so it's a better outlet for me um to serve my country and also uh, do what I like to what I like doing in healthcare uh, professional. So um, that's the avenue I'm trying to go for. So with that time, I can serve about like 20 plus years, depending on what they want to give me. But um, that's the reason why I'm striving for it. Yeah. So in in the field or in the classes that you're taking right now, would it be credible for you to? maybe leave the military and be a reserve and be like a PA at a, a hospital that's in a community? Yeah, uh, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have to pick through my, they call it the GI Bill. Mm-hmm. I would have to go through that, uh, which I kind of trying to stay away from. So mm-hmm. the reason why I'm going it, going through the Air Force is because I can have the Air Force pay for it. So yeah. I don't have to get in it. I don't have to be in any part of any student loans. I mean, that's a good route to go if you don't want to go through that route. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying, this is the, this, that's like plan B for me mm-hmm. if I want to do it that way. So it's the benefits, it, man. It's what comes <laughs> with it, right? Oh yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of benefits that come with it. So, I mean, not a lot of people know about it, yeah. but it's just um, finding like these programs and like what interests you and what you can do. So I initially wanted to be a pilot, but I can't do that. Yeah. Was that a choice for you, like when you took the ASVAB to be a pilot or something along those lines? Uh, no, you can't. You can't actually. Well, you can work on the flight line. Okay. But, um, but to be a pilot, no. Like, I looked into it. Being a pilot is like you have to do like flight school. Mm-hmm. You can have any degree you want. You can have like I think you can have an art degree and still be a pilot. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's like a lot. There's a lot to go with it. You have to have like you have to go to flight school you need your hours and everything mm-hmm. and then from there uh you go through a schooling um the military pays for it and then like you potentially pick what aircraft you want to fly like a fighter pilot or c-130 or whatever yeah. but i can't do it because i have bad debt perception so oh man so you need debt perception but i can't do it so i was like oh yeah the air force took that away from me <laughs> see you later air i'm being hospital <laughs> <laughs> right 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, we got a lot of great information from you, man. I just want to thank you for your time, for letting me interview you and just really see the world through how you're living it day by day. 
Um, a couple of rapid questions for you. Uh, what would you, what advice would you give to someone that is looking to potentially join the military? Um, so what I would give is pick the job you want. So mm -hmm. if you want to be in uh, the medical field, be in the medical field. If you want to be like an administrator, uh, be an administrator, but mm -hmm. pick the job you want, because if you don't pick the job you want, then you're going to be, uh, you're going to hate your life. I'll tell you, yeah. <laughs> you'll hate your life. <laughs> yeah. So don't just do it because it's the way out. Like do it because you want like a job. You want to do it. Yeah. Do it that way. Damn. And when, when it comes to the books you're reading in the beginning of our podcast, you said right now you're, you're reading, what, what book are you reading at the moment? Um, so I'm reading, uh, basically, so it's called up to date. Um, mm -hmm. it's, so basically it's what like medical professionals use to like keep themselves updated about what's going on, like CDC mm -hmm. guidelines. Mm. How, yeah. So I usually just read that every morning. It's always good information to know, especially when I start my day, especially mm. I work in hospital. So I try to like, um, educate myself on that. That's yeah. usually what I'm doing right now. Ebook. Is it an ebook or a paperback? Uh, so it's not an actual book. It's an app, but it's only, it's only accessible to medical professionals. You can buy it mm -hmm. if you want, but it just, it gives, it gives a lot of great information, but, um, yeah, it's only strictly for healthcare professionals, honestly. Yeah. It's just, yeah. If you had a choice, would you rather read an ebook electronically or would you read paperback? I read a paperback. Why? Uh, just because, I mean, I get the satisfaction of like reading on a paperback instead of just an ebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And in terms of a future destination where you would like to, maybe travel to or maybe retire to where would that be oh dang that's a good question so retiring uh that's a, possibly hawaii maybe okay maybe hawaii uh traveling to i always want to go to europe yeah i always want to travel all over europe and that's you, one of the, all over so there's not one place over. in specific you want you want uh, to travel Germ all of your germany germany, germany? Germany. Isn't there a, there's a base over there, no? There's actually two bases. There's Ramstein and there's mm -hmm. Longstuhl. Oh, man. But. Well, do you get to yeah. pick uh, on whether or not you can get stationed over there? Or how does that work? Uh, I could pick, but uh, you're not going to get it. They call, It's like more of a dream sheet, but it's just a dream. Yeah. Honestly. It's, it, it's, yeah, a lot of people pick it. It's really hard to get. I guess you have to you have to have that connection on who's doing it and whatnot. So I don't have that connect, but I mean, that's one of the places I want to go. So we'll see. Hey, I'm rooting for you, man. <laughs> Cause that makes it another destination for me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go yeah. visit you out there. You know what I'm saying? Well, shoot. Hey Marcus, I appreciate you, man, for really sharing on your experiences and really giving insight as to what you do uh, to stay active and uplifted and and just to share a little bit of how you serve and how you got into it um i'm hoping that someone that is potentially looking to go down this route uh can get some tips out of our conversation today so i appreciate you man yeah thanks for having me yeah do you fun. have you have any socials where where our listeners can find you at uh yeah i'm on instagram 
Marcus Guzman. And I also have Facebook too. So it's just Marcus Guzman. <laughs> Marcus Guzman. There it is. Yeah. M15. Yeah. That's the boy. Well, I appreciate you. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that's listening in to Making Moves with Mikey. Uh, again, today's episode was with the guest Marcus Guzman. I'm going to be coming to you guys with more episodes and I'll talk to you soon. Peace yeah. out, bro. Later.